Hi, I'm Stevie Shanks, and you're listening to Motivation and Muscle, streaming radio 24-7 with host Eric the Beast Fierro. The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle, streaming radio 24-7. Today, believe it or not, is the 21st of March 2020. We'll have this gentleman in shortly. we got the great Dr. William Wong coming in with us today, and we're going to do another series, again, adding on to Lacing Up. The last one we did was with Dr. Wong and John McCain. John's not with us on today's show, so Dr. Wong and I are merrily carrying this on. Now, first thing of business we're going to do. You're going to stand up, take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth, and repeat after me. I am a winner. I am a champion. I am unstoppable. Why? That's how we talk here. And something I didn't say in the beginning, this is masculine radio. It really, really is. Go out recently and just go out and listen to American Dream I did as a solo. But go right all the way back to Mike Bruce with success. It started all of it with Dr. Wong over a week ago called Fear 101. Unbelievable. Check out my solo after that, Persistence, and then the one with Eric Gutman, which followed, which was uh, positive thoughts, I think, in negative times. It was something to that extent. Let me see if I've got it in front of me because I want to give the right name of the show, but we've been doing so many. Uh, let me see here. Where do we got this thing? Ah, oh, man. This is, uh, where is Eric? Let's see. Well, that's interesting. Um, it's got to be here somewhere. Uh, let's see. There's American Dream. And let's see. Monday, 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 Monday. There's Persistence. Uh, wow. I don't know what I did with that. That's interesting because usually it's all written down. But regardless, um, that's what it was. You know, that is what it was all about. You know, Positive thoughts in negative times. And this is very important. Here it is right here. Positive thoughts in negative times. I was right there. Um, so this is like a succession of all kinds of stuff. Now, I'm going to have Carmen Caputo show up we did the other day. And that's called Your Lifting Future, which is, which is very interesting because as we have all this downtime now, all this worry, all this fear that's going on with this virus it's it's really time for you to sit down with yourself and come up with some ideas, maybe some things you've been holding off, pushing off to get done. Well, you got time because most places I know are closed down. And if you live in my area, they're going to put every business out of business by the way they're doing things. It is really, really a mess. And the things that bother me more than anything is, uh, who's standing up to any of this stuff? Nobody is even questioning everything. 
and I've got an awful lot of thoughts about this whole thing. Dr. Wong and I will probably get into some of this, but this lacing up project that we're into, it does correspond with the Power Rack training John and I talk about, which you need to go out and check out. We're up to number seven, I believe it is, or number eight. Um, you can't go wrong. And this all came about from a show Dr. Wong and I did about a month ago where he said, let's talk about strongman for the youth. What's going on with these kids, you know, from, you know, we talk like Danny's age, nine years old right up to 25. You know, where are they? What do they want to do? Are they going to continue? Are we going to have generations of lifters? Or is it going to be like so many other things? They just go by the wayside. Nobody cares. Well, I care, and I know Dr. Wong cares. So before we get in to everything, we're going to also, we're going to go to FiorelloBarbellCo.com, Winners and Champions, Inc. You want to get a program that you can digitally download, which is so easy to follow. And, you know, you've got Dr. Wong on one end. you got me on the other end. you got John on the other end. You can get a hold of any of us if you want to work with us. I mean, you know, there is going to be a fee for it. But I'm telling you right now, nobody out there is doing the stuff we're doing. And if they are, they're real quiet about it. And every time we turn around, there's something new we're doing. I'm doing a big thing tomorrow. I was telling Dr. Juan, I'm going to be doing a lot of band work now with my glued hand machine. I have an original Michael Yeses, and if you're even interested, go out and read about this gentleman. That was the original one, and I've got an original, and it is absolutely awesome. comes with a book of how to do all kinds of the movements. This thing might be the, you know, the biggest gem I've ever, ever worked on. So we're going to, well, I am going to, now use band work with it, which I've got them rigged up like nothing you've ever seen before. And we're getting more and more into this. Dennis starts his rehab this week for his shoulder with a lot of band work. Um, and I'm going to be writing about it. We will be taking pictures. Today I put a shot up. Um, Dennis is doing a neck curl. It's not a super heavy rock, but it's it's called the Danny Stone. For my nephew Danny, when he and his dad were on the ocean, he said, what do you want to bring back Uncle H? That's what they've called me since my one nephew was little. That's how he pronounced Eric. And he brought me back a stone, and Dan, it was heavy. I mean, you know, eight-year-old, I think he was eight at the time. He's not, he's not a small kid. Dan said he walked this stone so far to bring it home, and then finally he goes, Dad, i got to drop it. And Dan grabbed it, and, you know, they brought it to me. Danny and Dan came over one day. Danny spray-painted it black and put a big D on it in red for the D stone. And those pictures you've seen of him lifting stones and flipping the tire that same day, he was doing it. So I said to Dennis, I said, you know, um, why don't we just do some of that? We'll blow the neck up, laid right on the picnic bench. And there he is with the D stone. So that's out on etched in stone, and I'll probably put it on etched in stone for kids later. And I know Dennis is probably going to put up a few things with some thoughts. You know, you don't have to have a 200-pound whatever it is hanging around your neck. You can do miracle things with an average weight with the right rep range and doing it properly. You know, it's great to train heavy, believe me. 
But I'm telling you right now, you can make anything you want work, and that's the most important thing. So go out to uh, Fiorella Barbell Co., winners and champions, digitally download it, and, and you know, send some money this way. This is what we want to do. We want to keep investing in M&M and FBC. Secondly, there you go. Another way to invest in us is through our Prosperity Conscious page on FiorellaBarbellCo.com. There's a $25, $100 investment, not donation, investment. And it goes right to my PayPal account, and believe me, it goes right into the business because we are going to make some major changes with everything this year. I've had offers from not only Dr. Wong's wife, uh, Jason Gillen, and a few other people that you don't know about about coming on board here because of the potential here. But it's like everything, you know, uh, I don't know if people really understand this. Um, you know, I always talk about that seed that you build and you grow between the six inches between your ears, meaning your subconscious mind. It's just like a garden. Being a gardener, I love it. You know, you can put poisonous stuff in a garden or you can put stuff that produce good things. And the garden doesn't care what you put in it. You know why? It's made to yield. Just like our minds are made to yield. So we're going to get more and more into that down the road, too. Um, also, too, go out to motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. Just go out and look at all the shows Dr. Wong and I have done for the last – I, I got to look what year he came. But if he hasn't been here since the very beginning – it's pretty damn close. So there's an awful lot of material out there. And like I said, you can go out and listen to the three-way shows between Dr. Wong, John McCain, and myself. I mean, nobody is putting out material like this. And I keep saying it, and you're probably tired of it, but they all charge for it, don't they? As you well know. That's why when I ask to invest, that's why when I ask to digitally download winners and champions, I'm not kidding when I say that, you know, we don't ask a lot here. We give, but I also believe if you know that law, you give back. That's how life works. So go there, check everything out. Don't forget to sign up for our free newsletter on MotivationMuscle.com. It goes to my MailChimp account, and you know how we are with material. We give loads of it away. Also, another way to invest in Motivation and Muscle.com and FiorelloBarbellCo.com is to buy advertising. That's something Jason really is interested in here. Um, that would definitely change a lot right now. If you want to come in here and advertise, I'm telling you right now, I'll push your brand like you've never seen before. And when I'm doing that, you're helping our, not only our brand grow bigger, but you're also giving me revenue to create something else new. You know, I said with Doc's wife, Michelle, who you need to go out and look at Doc's website. Um, she's incredible. And she she's so interested in things, constantly learning. You can't help but admire people like that. You know, we've talked about with my stuff, you know, e-commerce. We're definitely going to go there. There's some other big things that I can't get into. But this is the nature of the beast. If you don't grow, you get crushed. And with all the things I've got out there, I've got more material than probably most people. And now we're going to make it work for us. So these are all things. But, you know, it's like anything. With any plan... You've got to put it together. You've got to put it on paper. You've got to start doing it. You've got to take action, and you've got to stay the course. Be very slow to change with anything because that's when you get in trouble. So what you want to do is you want to map it out, 
She's got more experience in some things that I don't, you know, this is how you work with people. And when you do that, that's like when they talk about the mastermind group and think and grow rich. It's people like Doc, you know, Jason, I even said on the radio the other day, you know, Doc Ridge, when I talk about him, was like a dad to me. And he was my mastermind in a lot of ways because I could go over and bounce things. Well, he's no longer with me, so I bounce a lot of stuff off Dr. Wong. To me, he's my mastermind. Um, he's been around a while, and I will tell you this, and I've told people this before. You know, you call a guy like him, you're going to get a reply back. And I've known him for years now before he even came on the show because I've bought, bought products from him long before he came on M&M. That, to me, is very, very, you know, that's something I appreciate. He doesn't have to call me back. He doesn't need me. But the thing is, he understands. If you listen to his lineage, he and his wife, his wife, those guys have been through more than I have in so many ways. I mean, he knows the pain I'm dealing with right now, but it's a good pain, okay? These are the people that I want in my life that matter, that means something. You need to think the same damn way. This is a great time to figure out what you want to do with your training. Maybe you want to be an entrepreneur. Well, start doing it. And don't tell me, well, you know, I don't have anybody to talk to this and that. You know what you do? You get a pen and paper and start writing the shit down. Go out and get some poster board. Put up things that you want in your life. And start looking at them every day. And writing it down. You think it doesn't work? I'm here to tell you it does work. And I'm going to show you all what it's like. This is real important stuff we're into here, more so than anything I've ever done in my life. And I'm more than happy to help anybody. I don't claim to know anything, everything, but I'll tell you what, I'm becoming very dangerous because I'm a guy that loves to learn. And I'm that type of personality. So we're going to get into this more and more. So don't forget to go out to MotivationMuscle.com. Get in here and advertise with us. Also, our YouTube channel, Fiorello Barbell Co., uh, Real Company, Real Men, Real Power, Real Strength. And on that note, before I bring Dr. Wong in, you know, I've been referencing Think and Grow Rich like crazy because I'm reading at least a chapter or more again every day. I'm going to memorize this book. And I'm going to be, you know, this book has created more millionaires than anything out there. There is material that is good everywhere. Catherine Ponder, you name it. You go all the way through it. You know, uh, Victor Frankel, uh, anything like that. But I'm telling you right now, the one that I think is the best is Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. And he wrote a lot of other books, too, you should check in. But I'm going to give you just a little, little bit right here because I just love this. Now, my book is much older because I bought it in college. That was Frank Klein. I'd, I'll never get rid of this book. This book is absolutely mangled. It's held together with tape. The binding's broken. Pages are all out of it, but I just keep pushing them back in. I will never ever let this book go. I'll take it with me when I'm dead, too. Here we go. Faith. Directed faith makes every thought crackle with power. Doesn't that, think about, crackle with power. Wow. You can rise to limitless heights impelled by the lifting force of your mighty new self confidence. Now look, you read that. Go out and, you know, if you have the book, go find that chapter on faith. Read that verse a hundred 
times. You walk out of there, your head's going to be on fire. You're not going to be worried about getting a virus or should I go run and fucking hide right now. What you're going to do is you're going to be masculine, which we're going to get into. I've got a thought for Doc that I'm going to run by him after I find the book and the recording, because I'm going to send it to him if he hasn't read it already, and I want him to listen to it, and when he gets some time, and I think he and I need to discuss this, because I listened to a little bit, and I don't know what I did with it, but I will find it, and I'll tell you what, I thought my balls were going to pop, literally, masculinity, here we go, so, let me give you a little information about Doc, I'm getting like really ahead of myself, because now I'm jacked out of my skull, here we go, Uh let me bring this up, Number one, Dr. Wong is a classical naturopath, a Ph.D. exercise physiologist, certified athletic trainer, that's AATA, certified sports medicine trainer, ASMA, World Sports Medicine Hall of Fame member, and World Martial Arts Hall of Fame member. And I can tell you this, this guy's my family. I'm not blood, but we are family. I'm telling you right now, this guy is a hell of a man. Doc, it's always an honor. Welcome back, sir. Thank you, Eric. It is an honor to be on the air with you. Um, give out all the info, and we're going to get started again on our next part of Lacing Up, please. Sure. My rantings and ravings can be found at drwong.us and drwongsmessage.com. My uh, audio stuff can be found at drwongradio.com and the, doc, the Dr. William Wong's Essentials of Life and Wellness channel on YouTube. That's where my latest stuff is. Nice. Uh, especially the uh, two things that, that seem to be popular about the uh, coronavirus. <laughs> and uh, the supplements are available at drwongsessentials.com. Let me, um, before we get started, obviously, you know, your stuff is really the only stuff I read. I get stuff, obviously, in my email through you. Um, and... You know, when I was up at our, my buddy's place, uh, Pellegrino's Imports today, I had to pick up, some, they make, they got the best Italian sausage in the world I've ever had. And, you know, my brother Mark hung around with Benny's younger brother, and I know those guys from childhood too. And he's a guy that I'm going, I've already talked to him, I'm going to interview him up there one of these days, because, you know, I believe he's got three stores now, he's probably just 50 or close. Um, he's incredible. I mean, I think the world of him, and he's got such a, um, a great mannerism about himself. You know, and they're all full-blooded Italians. We call him Benny, but his name really is Benedette. Um, his father still works there in the kitchen. His dad's got to be at least in close to 80. He's there every day. You can't, you cannot discount that, and I can't wait to talk to him, not only about entrepreneurship, about life, building a life, a career, something you love. So he's coming up. We just got to set a date. They go in every morning and start cooking. I think they're in there by like four in the morning, so that's no wow. problem for me. Yeah, I, I mean, big hours, Doc, but you love this guy. He is just... I'll tell you, man, you know, these are the people, you know, when we talk about surrounding ourselves with winners, I mean, this guy's a winner. There's, you know, good family man, you know, his kids, his son isn't just, you know, he's in his third year of college, his daughter will be going. I mean, his wife works at the place. I mean, they've got quite 
um, quite an enterprise there, especially the one I go to in Albany. It's huge. And he was very smart. He bought the business, did his time, moved it out in Colony, which is more of a suburb because the taxes were even cheaper in Albany. And, um, you know, no, no, uh, obviously, uh, problems with crime where he is. And, uh, he built a great, huge building. And in it, it has, uh, like a yoga center and a cleaners. And I mean, you know, very smart, very attractive place. You know, all one level, easy for old people to get in, the whole thing. A lot of parking. I mean, he really saw the picture before the picture was drawn. So we're going to get Benny on. I just got to firm it up. But, Today's show is big. Today's show is lacing up. Now, this all, I said this in the beginning, this all came out of Strongman Next Generation, which was what Dr. Wong wanted to do on one of our Friday shows. That was probably a couple months ago. And at the time, John and I, you know, are still working on all the power rack work. I'm going to be doing some solo shows on it with, with what I'm doing with the band work and all that. Etc. Etc. But the three of us, we just did a show probably three weeks ago about lacing up, locking it in with the power rack because this all has the same pieces. The the the, the parts all fit together. And what we're doing here, because there's such a void in physical culture, and most of these kids, whether they're nine to twenty nine. Probably most of them have no idea what physical culture even means. You know, and the thing now all we see is, you know, the Facebook matinee stars that aren't around six months down the road. We see a lot of improper ways to train, you know, whether it's a deadlift or a squat or are you pulling the sandbag correctly or are you using your whole body, et cetera, et cetera. And Doc came out with his great idea is let's start answering some of these questions let's start showing the younger people that look life's more than this pumping bodybuilding shit you see i you know something i don't mind the older stuff i can't even look at these guys now i mean they're just not only disgusting looking you know who the hell knows what the hell they're taking forget steroids there's more than them in steroids and it's a freak show and it's like these kids Think, you know, oh, I'll take a barrel of creatine, which there's nothing wrong with creatine because I'll tell you, I'm trying to find the article. They were using creatine with a lot of muscular dystrophy people. And as you know, that's what my brother Jimmy had and passed away from. So, okay, but the, the bottom line is here. Most of these kids, and we know high school age, a lot of them are on steroids. I don't know if they're real or not. I, I have no idea where they're getting them. And I hate to see there's no guidance anywhere in and in, in even these football programs some of them are good hey my brother-in-law runs one but i'll tell you what there's a big difference between a high school football coach in the weight room and a guy like dr wong or myself big difference and i've offered my brother-in-law more than once he's never come to the table with it i said give me a guy on your team that is the least athletically inclined and i'll turn you loose biggest fucking animal you've ever seen on the field and not only will he be the strongest guy on the field he will be a leader that you've never ever witnessed before why two things because i will teach this kid if he really wants to learn like he's my own and second of all he's going to adopt my attitude and it's a dangerous attitude when it's tested so it's all yours doc take it away you know 
when I was living in South Carolina, I happened to be uh, teaching gymnastics, girls' gymnastics, in a, in a high school. And the junior high school football team came in to work out in the weight room. I was kind of over to one side. Yep. And I was watching the coach put the team through a weight training session, partially on a universal machine, if you remember those, sure. partially on, on, on free weights. But he didn't do a thing about correcting anyone's posture, <laughs> anyone's uh, movement, anyone's lifting skills, angles of joints, nothing. Didn't do a damn thing about making sure that they were in the proper position to do the lifting that, that they were supposed to do. And in the 40-some-odd minutes that those kids were working out, I saw two or three athletes get major injuries. One guy wrenched his knee really, really badly. Yep. Another kid hurt his lower back. Another kid did something else. All because of the coach didn't know what the frick he was doing. Yeah. So he couldn't supervise properly. He just told them to lift as hard and as fast as they could. They were doing explosive movements with bad form, using more resistance than they should have for the movements that they were trying to accomplish. Sure. And it was a freaking disaster. I have never seen anything so bad. And hoping that 30 years down the road now that isn't still being repeated, but you know it is. Yeah, yeah. Because half the football teachers out there are not physical educators. They're English teachers, they're history teachers, they're whatever, who just happen to know football, but they don't know the human body. They don't really know how to train people. They know the game, but they don't know the body. And unless you have the combination of knowing the game and knowing the body, you're going to do more damage than you do good, which is why so many football players in high school get injured yeah. every year between junior high school and uh, and, and, and college. We have, uh, what, 5,000 major life-threatening injuries. Yep. 15,000 injuries that are uh, 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 crippling or almost crippling. And five to ten deaths, usually, mm -hmm. from kidney failure uh, due to dehydration and ibuprofen use during uh, August 2 days. So that, that lack of knowledge of how the body is supposed to work is really killing kids. Yeah. You know, these kids get into sport because they want to play a sport. They don't want to get hurt. They don't want to walk around with a lifelong injury. They don't want to wind up in a wheelchair. We, we need to spread the information as to how to properly train, even to the people who are supposed to be professionals. Well, you know, you know something too, Doc, is this, um, there's a lot of things I don't agree with. I think you and I, I think John too, we had talked about it. Why are these kids still doing power cleans? I don't get it. What, what, what is that going to do for them? I mean, they've been doing it since I think the sixties probably. And I've got this far. Yeah. And I've gotten this in with my brother-in-law. I'm like, look, you're doing strongman stuff because everybody else is. Why are you still in the bench press? Why? The only time you're laying down is when you get your fucking ass decked on the field. Okay? Well, who cares if you can take 220 and press it 15 times? What is that going to do for you? All right? And I said, my whole theory with everything, well, I don't want to say I hate that word theory, but my whole thought process on this is why don't you get as strong as you can standing up? 
you know, and that would be obviously a squat, some type of pull. Obviously, they're all doing tire flipping now. Um, they're all, do, you know, me, I'm a big row guy. I love rows. Lats are so important. Obviously, you and I talked about the spinal erectors before he came on. Most of these guys don't know this stuff. Or what I found was in this area especially, there was this one coach way up in it. It's up near Lake George. It's called Queensbury. From what I heard about him, I don't know if he was ever in pro ball or whatever, but he seemed like a pretty sharp guy that was very ahead of the curve with a lot of the strongman stuff. And he was the first guy I ever heard around here, other than myself and a few others that even had the kind of stuff. As I remember, um, you know, they were they were winning big time. And I remember it was funny, my brother Mark said to me, you know, I don't know if, how we got talking about something or whatever. He goes, you know, it's kind of funny. I was like, what? He goes, you've had this shit 10 years before it even caught on. And I said, well, here's the thing with me and my thoughts with everything. And we've gotten into this big time. I think going out and looking for material, investigating things, you might see something new, you go out and look at it. Is it for me or not? If it is, now I'm going to rewrite it to how it fits my style of lifting. I've been very successful at a lot of things like that. And, you know, I've said this before, even my brother-in-law said, how do you come up with all this stuff? Here's the main reason why I came up with so many things. Not only am I hungry, hungry to learn, and that's what we want to tell the kids with this lacing up program we're talking about. You ha- you know, as Les Brown says, who's a famous speaker, and, and I, I quote him near the end, you got to be hungry. And I mean that. You have to be hungry. If you're going to sit and wait for someone to come and deposit the workout you need to get big and strong, you're going to be waiting until you're 100 years old, man. (laughs) Okay? Now, these are things I think a lot of kids don't understand. It's like, I want to see you do well. Uh, You know, Doc's the same way. I'm not going to speak for him, but I'll let him. I'm going to give this to him momentarily. My whole thing here at Eminem is to not only come up with great ideas, implement them, have a lot of success with them, and then come to the public and tell them. Not do the other thing first, because that's a good way to land right on your rear end. But my whole thing with everything here, especially with the younger kids, and let me tell you right now, I've had people in their early 80s write me and tell me they love the show. Okay? Here's the thing. My whole thing with everything is I want to see you do well. I want to use that word prosperous. I want to see you prosper. I don't want to see talent wasted when it could be used in a constructive way. And as I tell Dennis all the time, what you're learning here, you have an opportunity to teach not only your two little boys, but anybody else out there that wants to pick your brain. And don't be shy and say, well, I don't know. There's a lot of things I don't know. How did I learn? Well, People like Dr. Juan, John McCain. How did I learn? I went out and did it. How did I learn? I got my face bashed in more than once. And you know what? As my mom said, and I've said this on the show, and this is no bull, she said, you, your brothers, and your friends weren't like anybody else I've ever seen under weights. It didn't matter if it snowed. It didn't matter. We would have to be literally on our backs in bed sick. We'd be out there still. And the thing was, she said, that's why you guys have done so well through all the years with everything because of that style. 
You wouldn't give in or surrender, even when you're getting pummeled. All right, and I talk about that all the time with business, with all the things we're doing in the power rack right now, with Dr. Wong and I talking about lacing up. Folks, I don't care if you're 9 or you're 30 today or you're 130. You know by now, if you've been doing this stuff and listening to us, failure, failure, failure leads to success. But you're going to fail more times than you're going to succeed. If your ego, if you can get rid of that ego, you're going to win, man. There's no doubt in my mind. And when we talk about heavy things, heavy rack work, heavy rows, heavy deadlifts, heavy presses, whether, you know, I know everybody likes the bench. Okay, bench, I think you're better off using either dumbbells or a barbell to press overhead. Even if you're cleaning it to your shoulders, you're not ready to press it. Okay, I got you. But the point of the matter is there is plenty of things out there to grab your attention and get on with this. Because I, I, I'll even go as far as saying if you got some time in, start to specialize on one lift. It's a great way to not only strengthen the body, but boy, oh boy, if you break the power rack down into three sections, you can do this. You can become unmerciful with this type of training. And not only that, the mind will not break on you. Even when you've had the worst workout and you think, God damn it, I'm done today. You won't. You'll come back again. Because what will happen is the mind is just unforgiving. But it will forgive you because it's going to keep talking to you. Didn't you ever, you're somewhere, your subconscious mind is throwing out all kinds of stuff to you? I've gotten some of the best ideas when I've been out in public. Something will flash in my head. And that's why I carry a little recorder in my pocket everywhere I go. Why? I'm not going to remember that five minutes from now. You know what I do the minute that comes out? I record it. It's all yours, Doc. We talk about sustainability in lots of things in life. Uh, sustainability in the economy, sustainability of the ecology, whatever. One of the things that I want the kids who are strapping on the weights, who are strapping on, strapping up, to lift strongman, to lift powerlifting, to do Olympic lifting, is to think about sustainability. Yep. You're not just going to do this for now while you're young and then drop it and go off and be a businessman or whatever else and get fat and happy. You're going to do this for the rest of your life. So what do you have to do to do this for the rest of your life, to make this a positive lifestyle for you that will enhance your abilities to do everything else for the rest of your existence? You have to make sure that you train with as low a level of injury production as is, as can possibly happen. Everyone's going to get injured somewhere, sometime, doing any kind of physical and en- en- endeavor, even feeding your face. Yep. So you have to make sure that when you start lifting, especially, you have the instructions from us or whomever to get into the proper biomechanics, to get into the proper form to do the lifting. You have to make sure that when you lift, you're at the proper tempo for whatever lift you're trying to do, not trying to do a heavy lift with a really fast explosive tempo because that's going to kill your joints. 
not trying to do full range of motion on the bench press from <laughs> all the way down deep the way the bodybuilders do. That's going to wreck your shoulders, and once you get past 40, you won't yep. be able to do jack shit with yep. your upper body because your shoulders will be shot, which is what happens it, to most bodybuilders mm. past 40, 50. Their shoulders are trashed from behind the necks, pull-downs from behind the neck, shoulder presses, from full range of motion bench presses, all the stuff that really hurts the body. We have to do the exercises that that enhances our strength, that enhance our ability to, to, to do work, to lift, to perform, to do the activities of daily living, and minimize the stuff that will hurt us. We'll eventually get hurt somewhere, somehow, but if we can minimize the chances of your getting hurt, then you're better off and lifting is more sustainable, and you'll be able to lift throughout your life. Look at Carmine Caputo. Oh, How old yeah. is he? He's in uh, his 70s. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Still lifting. Yeah. Heavy. Yeah. Yep. Proud of the guy. Yep. All the other guys were doing the same thing. Yep. Because they were careful of how they lifted. They never went off the deep end. They they didn't get brash about it. They planned out their workouts. They had the right mechanics. You know, <clears throat> there was a time back in the 70s. Really early seventies, and it's 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 it's. <laughs> I have to uh, have to uh, apologize here. There's a good bit of time between sixty nine and like seventy five that I'm beginning to fade out. Oh my god! <laughs> so you know, <clears throat> um, I went from doing a regular front squat. Yep. No, excuse me, a regular squat with with a bar across the back, with my knees in a fairly narrow shoulder width position, to doing Fred Hatfield squat. Okay. Which yep. was wider than shoulder width, knees and toes pointed out at a 45 degree angle, knees going over the toes. In two sessions of doing that, in one week, I went from 235 on the squat into the high threes and then into the fours. Yeah, just nice. Just by changing the biomechanics of what I was doing. And then when I got into school and I learned kinesiology, I figured out how that, uh, how the joints work and how the femurs were actually pushing the pelvis up instead of the pelvis kind of dragging along and the femurs kind of being dependent on what, what the gluteals can do. Unless you can visualize this three-dimensionally, you won't be able to see it. But right, don't worry about it. So the biomechanics, getting that aspect of lifting correct can double and triple the amount of weight that you can move. But you don't know that unless you have the proper coaching. Yep. And that's why starting off amongst people who really know what the frick they're talking about, like I started off at the McBurney's Y with all those really experienced Olympic lifters, was was was, was a blessing. Yep. Because you caught really early on, you learned really early on that if you do this wrong, it will screw you up forever. If you do it right, you'll get medals. Very simple. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's real interesting because there aren't a lot of there are gyms around, but you know there are not. I believe you, John, Frank DeMeo, and Carmen. You know, you guys got to really see the heyday of not only bodybuilding, but the inception of powerlifting coming in. You know, Olympic lifting, as we said, et cetera, et cetera. And I remember, like, you know, talking to you and John. I mean. It was not uncommon to have more than one guy on your street that was as strong as fucking dirt, you exactly. know, and 
And, and, but now it's not like that. And I, well, at least it's not where I was. And there used to be some pretty strong guys around, but Jim isn't here. No, but, but you know what? The thing is, you know, the why that was here at one time's gone. I think they opened up another one, but you know, it's, it's a sugar coated place. And I've talked about the why that we used to go to. I mean, you, you can lose your life in that place. Um, but, but, but the point of the matter with everything is, this is why we're bringing to you all this because, you know, Doc made reference to Carmen. Well, Carmen was on the other day. His show will be up tomorrow morning or tomorrow afternoon. He celebrates 60 years of training next week, okay? Think about Dr. Wong. Think about John McCain, Frank DeMeo. These are gentlemen that are involved with me and involved with Eminem fully. And you're not going to find many people like this anymore. It's not there, all right? And I'll tell you, I wish Al Montini didn't pass away. Now, that was John's lifting guy. Um, I think Al was near close to 90 when he passed away. Wow. He was still training. I would have loved to get Al on this show with John. It would have been exceptional. This is, look, I love every type of lifting and lifters if they're legit. But what I've been looking for, I mean, Clarence Bass has been on here. He's been around forever. Uh, Richard Soren. Um, you know, on and on down the line. These, I'm looking for a lot of these gentlemen and ladies right now for a number of reasons. But, you know, when you talk to a Dr. Wong, you talk to John or any of them, you, I love the stories, all right? Because, you know, when you hear Richard Soren talking about training with Anthony DeTillo back, I believe it was in New York. Anthony DeTillo will always be like one of my idols, man. I just like, you know, muscular bulk, as they used to call it. Power rack guy. He, exceptional writer. You know, he wrote for Perry Raider's, um, magazine Iron Man for years. And I don't know if I was instrumental in it, but I remember asking Randy Strassen one time, whatever happened to Anthony DeTillo? Next thing I know, he wrote for Milo magazine, maybe for two, three, four years. You know, I believe it was in the early nineties, mid nineties. Anthony DeTillo and so many of the others were just, to me, head and shoulders above the rest. And as I said in Carmen's show the other day, we've had monster names on here. All right? That's what people say to me. I can't believe the people you've had on already for the time you've been on. Um, and they're great to have on. But my whole thing is what Doc and I are talking about today, lacing up. It's the ones out there, the lifters that are working jobs every day that might have a family that have responsibility yet they are as dr ken leisner used to say they are walking strong man they are the type of people that could go out and milk a cow they are the type of people that could you know lift bales of hay they're the type of people that could walk into a power rack they've got monster hands monster wrists monster forearms and get under a bar that they've never even touched before and just slam the weight right up that to me is not only exceptional, it's friggin' exciting. I mean, do you realize everybody out there that's gonna be listening to us, you know, in the next few days? Do you realize the potential you have? Do you realize where you can drive yourself with all of this? I don't think you do. And I think most people would tell you the complete opposite of what Doc and I are talking about here today. You know why? Because they don't have the fucking guts to do it themselves. 
We see what's going on here, and I'm not going to get into this too much with all this virus nonsense. And I do take it serious. But I will tell you this, I'm not parking my life on the side of the curb for this. And I can't understand why people are not more pissed off and aren't fighting so much of this shit. But this all goes down to all the years that not, and I'll blame men more than anything here. They've let themselves be savagely beaten into the ground. Whether it's the women's movement or testosterone is, you know, the enemy of the world, et cetera, et cetera. Well, testosterone goes more to the mark than just fighting. It's called leadership. If you listen to me with my dad, be a leader, not a follower. And if he was still alive, I'd have him on here today with Dr. Wong and myself. He'd be right in on this, and I would love to have him just sit down here. Let's talk about leadership right now. We're lacking it. And I think Donald Trump, our president, and I don't care what anybody thinks about that, I think he's doing a fabulous job. All he does is get roadblocks everywhere. But you know what? He's a winner, man. You don't think he's – how many times has he gone belly up, came back, millionaire, 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 multimillionaire? Do you really think anyone's going to stop him? And whether this was done in a laboratory and set out there to ruin him, we don't know. I've got my thoughts. I'm not going to say what I think. But I will tell you this. His leadership is more than you really think. And you need to become a leader, too, if you're not. You need to tell people it's going to be all right. You know, I got a niece that's very upset about this. And she's got great parents, and I know that they've talked to her. Kids are scared, man. They're frightened. This type of stuff we're talking about when we talk about lacing up, I got news for you. These kids start learning this stuff and say this bullshit, you know, in school, Democrat, Republican, this one's no good, that. That's not what school's about. You come in and start learning physical culture the way Doc and I teach it and everyone else. These kids, yep, things might bother you. You know, you're a kid. But you're going to learn how to be able to fight this bullshit. And you're going to know when someone is yanking your crank about something. And you're going to know how to replace these things. And we are sadly lacking this right now. And it bothers the hell out of me that, you know, we're getting this message out as far as we can. But it's up to you, too, who listen to this, to spread this stuff. This is very important and very pertinent for today's day and age. It's all yours, Doc. For all of the coronavirus scare, the numbers of people who actually get the virus is relatively small, much smaller than the number of people who ever have gotten the flu. Italy, at first thought, they had 2,000 dead from corona. Yeah. Then they revised their numbers because they looked at something called comorbidity. What other things really kill these people? Yeah, the coronavirus may have pushed them off the edge, but most of the dead were over 70, 80 years old. Yep. They had, they had heart disease. They had lung disease. They had cancer. They had this. They had that. It really wasn't the COVID virus that killed them. So when they revised the numbers, they figured out that instead of 2,000 people killed by coronavirus, they had 12. <laughs> for all the lockdown of the half the country, yep. for tanking their entire economy, for doing whatever else, 12 people. Here in the United States, I think we're up to uh, 1,500. The United States population is, what, 330 million? Million, yeah. You know, what percentage of 330 million 
is 1,500, not even a blip. Of those, we have had a number of deaths, mostly in Seattle yep. and New York, mostly, again, 70, 80, 90-year-olds who were sick. They don't tell you what the comorbidity is here because they still want to maintain the scare. Absolutely. And so we're going through all this all this angst, okay? And you can go on my on my uh, YouTube channel and listen to my two short vids on 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 the coronavirus and see where my head is at on this. But we have as much chance of getting hit by an asteroid. Oh wait a minute, wait that, that oh, yeah. that's the next thing. <laughs> yeah, next thing we have to be uh, afraid of. So okay, we've got the COVID virus. We had the, the the locust plague in Africa, across the Middle East into Pakistan. And now NASA is telling us that this week we have asteroids incoming that they say might pass us by or they might explode in the atmosphere or they might not. So, hey, uh, man, these are yeah. fun times, aren't they? Well, let me ask you this. What do we need, you know, as a people? I know we've talked about this, especially in the males. You know, masculinity. But what, I mean, obviously, the conditioning, you know, we know if a lie's told enough, you believe it eventually. Yes. But, but in your opinion, I mean, in a very simple way, and I, I have a feeling I know what you're going to say, what would be your first recommendation for everyone to do if they're interested in countering this, let's so to speak? And we know that, after you've been conditioned for years and years and told this and that, that it's going to be a very hard thing. What would you say as a recommendation to start off with? Discernment. Okay. Being able to figure out what the truth is, even when people are bullshitting you to the max. Yep. Yep. Going um, out and being able to get the facts and figures to either prove or disprove what they're telling you. Yeah. I, um... I've been telling people quite a bit too. I say, uh, turn your phone off. Um, turn all these vehicles of whatever it is that's got your attention off, at least for a day. Give yourself some breathing room. See, the thing is, I see it with people I know. They're glued to this shit. All yep. right. And, and, yep. and they can't, you know, they can't decipher. You just said it. What is real? What isn't real? What's factual? What's sensational? And the thing it does to them, I can imagine right now the amount of people that have insomnia alone. And you know what they're not talking about, Doc? And I think this is very pertinent to what we're talking about today, obviously. I imagine right now they're not reporting it. I bet suicide rates are through the roof right now. Oh, gosh, you probably are. Yeah. You know, but, but here, think of how ridiculous that is. People are afraid of dying, so they're yeah. killing themselves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, you know, and I, I, I've never seen the whole thing. Uh, I, I never seen the point of any of that, you know. Um, and the thing I, I keep putting up on, you know, like etched is optimism, optimistic, you know, powerful. And, you know, or I'll put lines down by Marcus Aurelius or, or something I yes. write. And the, and, the, and the idea here is, folks, you know, when we're talking about all this stuff, everything to me, I've said this for years, everything starts in that gym behind me right now. And I'll tell you why. Look, I can't complain about my parents. I mean, my parents did the very best they could do. They raised five good kids. We never brought any shame. My father was the hardest on me, being the oldest. Jimmy, I know, was a, 
I, I can't even imagine what my mother and father went through every day. Uh, as I said on the show a long time ago, my father was a very stern Italian. And, you know, you didn't hear I love you a lot and all that like in today's world. But, you know, something I never, I never ever doubted how much my father loved me or any of us. And we always had a very safe home. We always had good clothes on our back. We always had a good meal. We were never, ever, ever left out in the cold, so to speak. But he was a disciplinary one, and I probably got more of the wrath than anybody. But I said this the other day with Carmen, because we were talking about, you know, the fathers. A masculine male needs a father like that. And I said, you know, I never, you know, my father said to me a few times he loved me, but I, he didn't, ha- you know, and I'm kind of the same way. I don't hand that word out real easy because I think a lot of times people say it and they don't mean it. And I knew when my father said it to me, I knew he loved me, okay? Now, here's the major thing with everything. This all goes with all this. You've got to have that structure. You know, I was very fortunate with everything. But I'll tell you this, and I've said it and I'll say it again, and Carmen did the other day. When I put my two hands on that one-inch bar with the big, you know, metal sleeve with the leaky sand weights and lifted it, it felt like something short-circuited in my brain. I found it. Carmen said the same thing. Anybody usually I've talked to that really understands this stuff had the same experience, where it felt like almost the bar fused to your brain. Um we're used to fighting resistance. Think about it. Exactly. Resistance tempered yep. your brain yep. to resist coercion, to resist being propagandized. Yep. When we touch steel, when we touch weights, when we when we handle resistance, we are learning to overcome resistance. Because if we don't overcome the resistance, we don't grow. Exactly. And what and perfect point right there. I couldn't have said it better. I mean, perfect segue in. And here's the thing most of all. Lifting, and I don't care what anybody says, I mean, I'm very proud of the businesses and where I want to go with them, and, you know, we have people like Doc here and everybody else. I got to tell you, man, if ever I leave anything to the world, lifting weights, and I'll just leave it there. I mean, we talk about everything, rack, the whole thing, the stones and all that. Best thing I've ever done in my life, and I'm going to tell you why. And anybody that's lacing up should really listen to my words right now. Not only was it the best and still is the best thing I've ever done, it's a love for something I've never had for even a human being. There's people I love, girlfriends I love, you know, different things. I love the businesses. But as I said with Carmen the other day, even though that bar or whatever it is I'm lifting is not attached to me when I'm walking around, physically you don't see it, invisibly it's always on me. It's always with me, and and the question will be, well, why is that? I can't differentiate the two anymore. The body and the bar are so united now, it's like one needs the other, even though it's not on me. It is invisibly on me. I can feel it right now. It's, it's, it's draped right across my shoulders right now. Oh, you're crazy. No, I'm not. I'm telling you right now, when something burns in, what I talk about, that six inches between your ears, when something is burned into your subconscious mind, and then we even get into the superconscious, which is infinite, which is God, infinite source. You go out and you start talking about what you want to do. The answer is going to come to you. 
That's called superconscious. And we haven't even got into that yet, but I'm into that right now. This is what I'm trying to say. If you want some, Doc said this in the beginning, he touched upon this. This isn't something you do for a week or a year. This is a lifetime. This could be 50 years. Could be Carmen doing it, you know, X number of years. John's done it for over 60. John, I mean, what can I tell you? I mean, Doc, Frank, all these guys, all right? This is what my point is. I, I could not go through life not doing this stuff. I would rather not be living anymore. And I've had people say to me, what if you couldn't do it anymore and all that? I said, well, I would hope the good Lord would take me. Because when things are that important to you, when you give your life to something and it gives back to you the same, you know, it's like anything, romance, your job, whatever you like to do, things that you enjoy like reading and learning and studying, all those things they give back and you give to them, how do you live without it? And, I, you know, people say, well, you know, life, life is this and that. Well, that's not my life. And I don't really um, connect with how you live. Nothing against you, but things have changed. People I used to like to hang around with, I don't really hang around with anymore. I still talk to them and see them. I, I don't dislike them, but they don't fit me anymore. And I don't fit them because when they hear me talking like this, the way I'm talking to you or Doc, and we get into this a lot heavier offline, they look at me like I've got 5,000 heads. Okay, so I'm going, I don't know where I'm going yet, totally, but I know what I have in my... um on my paper, in my pocket, in my brain. I know what I have in my toolbox in a lot of ways. And it doesn't include 9 to 5. It doesn't include not being physical. It doesn't include sitting around making fun of people. It doesn't include going out to bars and drinking and getting in shit with people. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't include being rude to people. And, you know, we know there's a lot of it out there. And if you have to do it, well, that's the way it is. But my point is, my life is going a whole different direction. And when we talk about lacing up physical culture, physical culture to me is exactly where I belong. I've never been so sure so confident, so enamored with it, and so dedicated to something in my life. I got to tell you, it is the best feeling you could ever have. And I hope this show and so many other shows Doc and I do together, being that he's, I'll tell you what, he's the guy that I get the notes all the time about that, you got it, where is he? Why isn't he on? He's my favorite. They like everybody else. But his name is always at the top of the heap. My favorite, my favorite, my favorite. Matty Marzell wrote a note to me the other day, and Doc even answered it. And he's written me stuff offline, too. He says, man, he goes, that guy is so underrated. And I was like, well, I'm glad he's here with us and being underrated, but he's been all over the world, and he's very well known. I said, you don't know how lucky we all are to have him here with us. And, you know, I love the challenge of, okay, he's going to present something. What can I bring now? You know, this is what it's all about. And when you have people, what do I always say? You surround yourself better than, with people better than myself. He's much better than me. And what do I do? I listen to him. I learn from him. I talk to him, you know, 
obviously, other than on the show. This is a guy that knows his shit. And I know he likes to teach. I know he likes to tell me things. You know, does it mean I'm going to follow everything? Probably not. But everything he tells me, it's like even if I don't use it, it's in my back pocket because never throw anything away like that. You know you're going to use it again. It's all yours, Doc. I went on a little too long. but Thank you for the kudos, Eric. I'm honored. You know, folks, we are all... We all have to meet resistance at some point in life. And when we, when we meet that resistance, we either step up to it and move it out of the way and overcome it, or we let it beat us down and diminish our capacity for happiness, diminish our capacity for accomplishment, diminish our capacity for being as economically viable as we, we may want to be or as we dream of being there's a thing about physical culture you know the the, the old saw about football football gets you ready for life <laughs> i always thought that was the biggest crock of bullshit in the world but if anything gets you ready for life lifting gets you ready for life strong man gets you ready for life olympic lifting power lifting gets you ready for life because when you're willing to move physical resistance You've got the strength of character and the strength of body to move mental resistance. You've got the ability. I always used to tell my Kung Fu students, why are you afraid of someone defeating you mentally when they can't defeat you physically? If you can defeat them physically, they can't defeat you mentally. One transfers into the other. The same way that Kung Fu transfers into business, lifting transfers into business and life. Life is about overcoming resistance. We either stay infants, stay dependent, and stay small, never accomplishing our dreams, masturbating in the corner, (laughs) or you accomplish everything you want, and instead of jerking off, you got that gorgeous babe. Yep. You've always wanted the best car, the most comfortable place to live. You've got all the things that you've ever wanted to accomplish in life. You become president. You do whatever it is you want to do because you know that you can overcome. And you start learning to overcome by lifting, by overcoming the resistance, physical resistance. And then that transfers into overcoming mental resistance let me ask you a question because we're, we're going to wind up momentarily um i'm not i don't want to put you on the spot but i was thinking this when you were talking all about that and it was just so damn spot on with everything if there's one word that comes to mind with you with physical culture you, i'm talking how you feel what would it be do you have a word you, you would say enhancement i'll tell you mine enhancement of life I'll tell you mine, L-O-V-E, love. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's same thing, basically, um, as I said a few minutes ago, um, there's no way you cannot love this stuff. There, there's exactly. just no way, because it is, as you said, I mean, resistance. It's punishing, folks. 
when you get into the, the, the nooks and crannies of all this stuff, when you've been around for a while, when you've taken your lumps, your bumps, your injuries, your successes, you know, your times when you're in tears, when you're broken down on one knee, and believe me, it will happen to you. It's happened to me multiple times. And I'm not a pussy or a crybaby at all. But when you love something that dearly, it's going to hurt you at times. Like, you know, it's like any, um, you know, you could be married, you have a girlfriend, and maybe you finally have met someone that you know is right. And I don't mean none of this shit you hear out there. I'm talking about, you know, universe, connection. You, you know, you would die for one another. All right? And I know there's probably not a lot of that out there, but it's the same thing. You love you put yourself out where most people say, well, I'm not doing that for anybody anymore. You know, if I don't like it, I just get out of it. Well, you don't want to come my way then because I don't want nothing to do with you. And that's one of the things that lifting does. It builds this relationship within. What did I say before? I've always got a bar on me even though you don't see it. Okay? When you start coming to terms with that, Think about this. Anybody that's been lifting a long time that's going to listen to this show, think about what we're saying here. I am telling you, Doc said it, there's nothing you can't do. You know, as I talk about my beautiful redhead, my La Ferrari, my beautiful log cabin in Wyoming, my first $10 million stacked up all with Ben Franklin's with a big picture on my wall. Why? Because you need to have constant reminders of your successes. You walk in the FBC gym, there's stuff everywhere. Winner, champion, all over the place. There's stuff that's pinned to the, the windows, the wall, um, unstoppable. And you'll see a couple of them in right in when I walk in the power rack. Why? Because I could be having the worst day ever, and then suddenly I'm looking at those things. And what happens? I start saying them. What happens? Things start taking off in my head. What happens? Well, maybe we have a much better day than we were starting out with. What could happen? Which has? I have the best day of my life. Why? Those subtle reminders. Subtle reminders. Remember, how you talk to yourself is so, so important. I can't stress that enough. How you perceive yourself is so important. But I'm telling you right now, if you're talking to yourself in a very negative fashion all the time, get off it. Because you're never going to succeed with anything. You've got to learn to change your thinking totally if you want to be a success. Doc, summarize everything. Take your time. I'll give out my info, and we will get another show up for next month, brother. When you strap on, strap up, tighten up, the braces tighten up the belt to go lift. You're not only making your body stronger, you're not only making your body more able, but you're making your mind and your spirit stronger and more able. Not only are you accomplishing wonderful things in making your body stronger, in increasing your physical capabilities, in increasing your overall health, but you're making your mind and your spirit stronger to learn, to accomplish, and then to enjoy. We really need to see lifting 
the overcoming of resistance as one of the keys to having a fruitful and successful life. It is the foundation. Learning to overcome resistance is the foundation for things. Think of Andrew Carnegie. Got off the boat with a nickel in his pocket. Yep. Look at what he built. <laughs> you know, think of all the people who have accomplished great things. This is one of the reasons why I've been advocating that kids in, in uh, uh, grade school and junior high schoolers go back to doing what we did in the night from the late 1800s through the 1950s and 60s. Go back to reading about the heroes. Yep. The knights, the Viking heroes, the, 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 the Norse and Greek gods, the, the Greek tragedies. Go back to reading that instead of Little Fairy on the Prairie. You know, <laughs> thinking that, 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 you know, little, little, little girls rode across the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the plains in, in, in wagon trains without any men, built all the farms and did everything. No sure. guys around. Yeah, sure. Instead of getting that kind of, of, of feminazi indoctrination, boys need to learn about the heroes so they have someone to look up to and live up to. And oddly enough, one of my heroes is Doc Holliday. I'm yeah. just looking for people to shoot. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> but you, but you win. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Just, just, just think about heroes. Think about people you want to emulate and be like. Then overcome the resistance. And be as close to them as you can. Now, I'll tell you a story, and then I'll I'll, I'll sign off. Take your time. When John Wayne was a, a backstage hand, he was a, a, a what do they call him a, a key grip. Okay. Which meant he was he he just did stuff backstage, pulled up props, did whatever. This was in the late days of silent movies. He met Wyatt Earp. <laughs> Wyatt Earp was an advisor to making westerns back then. Yep. And John Wayne looked at how Wyatt Earp moved and how Wyatt Earp talked. And he tried to emulate as best he could how Wyatt Earp moved and talked. Mm -hmm. Because he thought that was, this guy is so cool. Yeah. So even John Wayne had a hero, right? Yep, yep. And what did he do in all the movies? He moved like Wyatt Earp. He yep. tried to talk in the same staccato terms that Wyatt Earp did that uh, was, was wonderfully showed in, in, in the movie Tombstone. Yeah. So, so everyone had a hero. Even our heroes have heroes. And they have people that they emulated that made them successful. We have people that we can emulate to be successful if we overcome the what? The resistance, whether it's the resistance of a weight that we're lifting or the resistance that life gives us, everything is there to make us stronger. I don't often agree with Nietzsche, but Nietzsche was right. That which does not kill us makes us stronger. If you want to read more of my rantings and ravings, you can go to drwongsmessage.com. You can listen to my rantings and ravings at my Dr. William Wong's Essentials of Life and wellness channel on YouTube and my supplements. You can take a look at them at drwongsessentials.com. Hey, Doc, just shortly, and I think we'll we'll get into this more, um, especially lacing up. We got some younger kids or, young, you know, young men listening. 
what is something good supplement-wise that you sell that would be good for them to get started on? Oh, gosh, that uh, probably the Andean Essence. Yep. And zinc would be the, 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 the NDS and zinc and the magnesium. And then if they're kind of older, like yeah. getting into their late twenties, you're going to start hurting. So get on the zymesins. Yeah. To, uh, combat all the inflammation. If you're really training super hard, do what the Olympic athletes in Europe do. Get on the systemic enzymes early. Yeah. You know, back, back when we all thought that the Russians were just doping themselves up really badly. I mean, like super mega dosing, uh, anabolic steroids and testosterone. They weren't doing as much as we thought that they were doing. They had stopped using, uh, corticosteroids to fight the inflammation that comes with, with, with training. They had started using systemic enzymes yep. somewhere around 72, 73, and they actually got to cut back on half the amount of anabolic steroids that they were using. Yep. Because when you cut back on the inflammation, growth gets enhanced. And and between controlling the inflammation, they also control the level of injury that their athletes were getting. They were getting less hurt and then correcting their biomechanics. That's about the same time that they stopped doing full range of motion bench presses in, uh, uh, on the Russian Olympic team. Then all of a sudden, they started maxing out the metal count. The enzymes really do help. Most kids... Under 27, won't feel the difference. Between 27, 35, you'll feel the difference. After 35, you'll really feel the difference that the enzymes can make. Because 35 on is when all the old injuries come back to visit. Oh yeah, and they come back with a vengeance. What's um, what, what's I mean, obviously you got to be careful with how many you take. But what's like a good rule of thumb to take if you got high inflammation? Oh, of of the zymescence? Yes, yes. Uh, usually. Six per day. Yeah. Average do- usual starting dose is is three per day. Yeah. Most folks don't have to go above nine. Right. I usually stay around eight for a while there, and I'm glad he told me to back off. I was taking like twelve to sixteen a day. I mean, but it's good stuff, man. So good. I mean, I this way everybody kind of gets the big picture of you know what's out there. They can come to you. And, you know, purchase some of these great products because I can tell you firsthand they are. And, uh, you know, this is what this show's all about. You know, you're going to lace up. You better have all the ingredients. Stop spending your money on all this foolish stuff at these quote-unquote health food stores and take the money you got, save it up, and go out and buy Andy Essence or whatever it is. You know, I mean, you know, with the zinc and the magnesium, those are the things that are going to get you to the next pillar because what do we say? Lifting's not a year. Lifting's not six months. It's a lifetime. It's physical yeah, culture. You can't make testosterone without zinc and mag. No, you're right. The um, Andy Essence gives you the, the wherewith, the building blocks to make testosterone. You just need to add the zinc and mag. Between the three of them, yep. you've got a complete picture. Um, anything else, Doc? That's about it. Okay. Um, this is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Um, go out to Fiorello Barbell at nightcap.rr.com. If there's a particular show you'd like Doc and I to do, we can do anything. That's just the way it is here. We can do anything. Also, too, um, go out to iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a five-star review. That's what we've gotten with everything. We thank everybody for that. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. We are on AHA Directory, which is getting Eminem in your car 24-7. If someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid to give them five words of inspiration push them in the right way 
You know, tell them that they can do it. Don't be the one that says, well, I wouldn't try that because you could get hurt. Or don't go outside because you'll get the virus. Okay? Come on. I mean, we got signs here in New York that are all over the highways with that. I mean, you know, as I say to my mother, she might say something once or twice or three times and say, look, I got it the first time. All right? If you got your head on straight, you got it the first time. I don't need to be reminded any more of it. It'll get done. And those are things you need to think about. Um, also, too, if you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, press it, pull it. Um, if you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. Paul Thor, turn them into dust, brother. Um, the uh, Let's see. We're going to talk about the domination stone. That's the Husa steel. Um, we clear cut the path. We follow no one's. I mean, domination is in blood red. It's black stone with blood red name on it. Um, dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path, as I always say, because we're so proud of masculinity to, in this day and age, which isn't anymore. It's not celebrated enough. You know, no one will ever clip our big balls, and that's for sure. Also, too, um, as Russell Furr says, who's been listening to Eminem from the very beginning, when I hear your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. Now it's a tidal wave of more and more height and width, and we couldn't be happier. Frank Klein, my greatest business college professor, repetition, repetition, repetition. Quitters never win, winners never quit. My dad be a leader, not a follower. John Ridge, my greatest chiropractor ever, would walk every patient in the door and say, keep smiling, keep smiling, everybody. Be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by and tell millions of your friends. Because we're not going to kick your door and we're going to blow the roof right off your house. Get out there. Tell your friends about Etched in Stone, Etched in Stone for Kids. Don't forget about FiorellaBarbellCo.com. I mean, we got great blog posts on there. I did three last week alone that all connect to one another. That's some of the stuff we're doing like with Dr. Wong, with the lacing up, with the power rack. We just constantly keep intertwining everything. And, of course, you heard more than enough things mentally about how you should do things. Things to, you know, subscribe to, be part of. You know, no one here is putting a gun to your head. What we do is we give you information that's been working, working for us presently or what we're looking at in the future. You've got the opportunity here now to decide what you want to do. That's your choice. And don't let others make your choices for you. Listen, learn, decide what you want to do. Also, too, Les Brown, as I talked about, you all have greatness in you. We take it two steps further. We believe in you, and we got your back. And before I sign off with Dr. Wong, you're all winners, you're all champions, you're all unstoppable, and you're all geniuses. And if you're not telling yourself that and others aren't, you're in the wrong circle of friends, folks. This is what this is all about. What did I say? Masterminds. People that know more than you, it's alright to be around people that are of the same caliber. Obviously there's people that don't know as much as you and that's where your education skills come in. So don't be these people I love, I remember in the IT business, a lot of them wouldn't even tell you things because they were so incomplete with everything that they were afraid if they gave you some information, you would rise above them. Well, that's how life is, man. So if you can't deal with that, well, you're in the wrong stuff. 
You know, nobody owns information. And in, nowadays, there's so much information over the Internet, uh, I just don't see how anybody out there can't be great if they don't want to. So think about that. But like I said, if you don't have that type of people around you, go out and find some new friends. And believe me, they will come into your circle as you keep putting that out in the universe. So um, I'm trying to think, is there anything else? I think that's it. Dr. Wong, you know, it's always an honor, man. You know, these shows, uh, they can't be topped. I mean, we top them, obviously, but no one's going to top us. And uh, thanks for being on, and, you know, I'll get you a date for, uh, if you can believe it, April of 2020, and we will continue educating, bringing people in. And uh, my idea is we're going to turn out some big champions down the road. So thank you for coming on today, brother. Eric, thank you for inviting me on. It is an honor to be on the air with you. You're not kidding, man. I'll tell you, I love doing these shows with you. It's, um, you know, we've been on now. I'm looking. Well, we talked for a little while. We've been on an hour and 37 minutes. It is 439 here in New York, Eastern Standard Time. I got to tell you, man, it just doesn't feel it. And before we sign off totally, I'm going to read just a little clip off Robert A. Schuler. And this is another book you should go out and purchase. Tough times never last, but tough people do. And it's very simple. Never let a problem become an excuse. There's something for you to really think about. So get out there. Get into some physical culture. You know, maybe you get a bloody nose. Maybe you get a skin knee. Maybe your personality gets hurt a little bit. But you want me to tell you something? You'll always come back for it if you believe in it. So for Dr. William Wong, this is Eric Fiorello. This show will be up no later than Tuesday. Like I said, we've got a regular show with Doc and myself in the next two weeks. And then we'll do another version of Lacing Up. And i got to tell you, they're just going to get better and better. So have a great weekend, everybody. We will talk to you soon and go out and do something magnificent. And go out and lead. With all the shit going on, this is your chance. Pull yourself up and go out and do it. You'll feel so much better. Thanks, everyone, and best of everything to all of you. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation & Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.